if you don't know the subject, it's easy for you to point a finger or to judge judge something uh, when you never done it or you don't even have the background. What's going on? How did they? How did they, this product get to my table? This is the Real Food Real People podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and as I continue my journeys around Washington State to hear from the real people behind the food that we eat and produce here in Washington State, one of the things that's interesting to me is their take on issues that can be controversial. And in this case, immigration and the treatment of workers came up in a conversation I had as I made my way to Pasco and 5D Farms. I talked with Felipe Garcia. He's their HR manager at 5D Farms. It's a dairy farm, again, near Pasco. And what Felipe shared was fascinating, telling his story of coming from Mexico to the United States and what it means to him to work on a dairy farm and produce food for people here in Washington State. So join me as we continue on Real Food, Real People, hearing from the real people behind the food that we produce and eat here in Washington State, talking with Felipe Garcia at 5D Farms near Pasco. I want to talk about, you know, the things that you do on the dairy now, mm -hmm. but first I want to go back a little bit more. Yes. What what was your, you said you were in inventory or what was your job before they offered you the job here when you just came up? To so visit? my job, I used to work in a, in front of a desk and a computer, uh, catching errors in a company on inventory, you know, catching the red numbers and, and we call it the blue numbers too. The blue numbers is when somebody made a mistake and instead of one, they put a hundred. So I was just doing that on a daily basis, mm. eight hours a day, five days a week. What kind uh, of industry was that? It was with? a candle factory. Really? Yeah, fragrance candles. In Arizona? Arizona. Let's go back even a little farther than that. You said you were born in Mexico. I was born in Mexico. What brought your family to Arizona? Well, my dad, he, he all his life was back and forth. Mm. Um, but it was to a point that we were growing up, me and my two sisters, where my mom, she didn't want to be that far apart, you know. So that's when they decide, you know what, uh, come on over, try if you like, you guys like it, you guys stay. If not, you guys can go back. So that was back in 2001. Mm. And we've been here since then. So you went to high school. So how old were you when you came? I was 16. 16. 16 years old. So then you finished high school. I in, finished high school. In, in, in Arizona. Arizona. Okay. And then I went to a community college, uh, Gilbert, Arizona. Um, and I'm supposed to be a teacher. Oh, so that's <laughs> what you, you were going into I was going, education. Yeah, because I didn't know what I wanted. I knew it was going to be something related to people, customer service. Uh, so teaching was my first option. Now that I'm working in human resources, now it clicks. It's related. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's hand by hand. Um, so that, that, that's what I went to school for. So what, what did your dad do and, and your family, you had status already to come into the U S uh, at that time. Yes. Okay. And, and you obviously work through the time, but right. yes. And I know like my wife is from Canada and mm -hmm. the immigration processes. It, so it takes a confusing. long time. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's not easy because it's one thing people it's confused. Um, is not just walked in and or go knock on the door. Hey, I want to come in. I need papers to work this out. 
there is no option. There's mm -hmm. only very limited ways to do it. Um, that's why a lot of people has to do it, you know, the other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, and, and yeah. It, well, we it's just misinformation. And that's a whole new story, you know, yeah. but it's misinformation. You know, there's only a few different ways that you can become legal. Um, but, you know, like I said, they're limited. So what, what line of work was your dad in? So my dad, uh, he was working at that time. It was a lumber place. They, they build the frames for the houses before they send them in. That's what he was working at that time. But in, he's, in Arizona. In Arizona. And what about in Mexico? Uh, back in Mexico, well, we have, we have farms. Okay. And a small ranch. So we were usually work for ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. like a farming and uh, cows and stuff like that. But even back in Mexico, I never done anything related to farming because I was always focused on school, which was convenient for me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but same thing, you know, and, and farming. So you didn't want to do the farming when you were a kid? No, no, that was hard work, <laughs> you know, cause even, even like that, I did it, you know, mm -hmm. um, when kids were on vacation, I was working in a ranch, you know, I wasn't very happy about that, but you know, I learned to, you know, make some money since I'm a kid. So I kind of like that. I kind of like to be independent. So I started working on my own since very young age. So in some ways, you don't have farming in your professional no, background. No, no, not at all. But in your family background, you my do. My family, yes, all of them. Well, my dad, when he came here, he was doing uh, farm work. He worked in dairies, too. Um, actually, to this day, my dad is 67 years old. Um, he doesn't need to work, but he still works in the fields. He's Just not a 15-year-old he's, he's boy, <laughs> but he still works in the fields. And I keep telling him, you got to stop at some point. That's hard work. He doesn't want to, and and he just still there. He just loves it. He just likes it. He doesn't like to sit at home. Mm. He wants to do something. But what's funny is that he is working just like everybody else. Actually, they like him because he never misses work. He always shows up late and leaves late. I'm sorry, show up early yeah. and leave late. So he's consistent. You know, he's not the fastest, but he's consistent. So that that's one good thing I learned from him. You know, never say no until you try something. So that's why I didn't quit when I started working in the farm. Yeah. I used to complain for eight hours a day in the office. And here it was 15, 16 hours. Because harvest, it's a small, short window. You can't right. play with it. When it's a good weather, it's a good weather. You got to take it. Yeah, exactly. So again, that's why I learned, you know, the meaning of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I, I, for some reason, I like it. It's it just, you see the progress on a day, you know, when you're in the office, you send something and you got to wait for a response. It takes a couple of days and the farming industry, when you do something, you can see it, you know, you, you plan something, you can see, you know, in a couple of days, you can see something growing. So that's, that's, I don't know. It, I can explain that. It's just a feeling that I never thought I was going to have. Again, I'm from a city, from office, working in a dairy farming industry. I know exactly what you mean because I, I miss that in my job. I, yep. I have a lot of things that I like about what I do, but I miss being able to have that tangible, I can see what I accomplished today. Well, if if tomorrow I go work somewhere else else on a, an office, I don't think I will be able to. The reason I do it here is because I work in my office, get my work done, and the rest of the day I'm outside with mm -hmm. the guys. I'm working myself. Um, I'm driving a truck, I'm doing something. I just don't get bored. It's just, you know, something different. If I get stuck in the office for the whole day, I can deal with it for a couple <laughs> of days, you know, cause we have to sometimes, yeah. but I don't think I will keep up with it. So, it sounds like it's in your blood eh, a little bit. Well, like, like I said, I'm a workaholic. Yeah. Um, 
I like off his work, you know, but only so much. Yeah, I know it's in in my blood too. My family is is the same way. What did what did your dad say when he found out that you were going to go work for a farm? He just kind of it, it was it was a surprise for him. Yeah. He he helped me, but he didn't know how far I was going to get. He knew I would try the best and he was going to be okay if I say, "You know, what? I don't like that job anymore." Yeah. Cuz he know how hard it is. Right. Uh, but, you know, little by little, he's been seeing the success and, you know, better a little bit of time. And now he's happy. Did he did he laugh saying you didn't want to do the farming when you were a kid you know, and now you're farming? Because he saw that experience firsthand. You know, yeah. I see him every day. And, yeah. you know, and he just didn't know. He was surprised how much work I can get done in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because I used to complain for just a couple <laughs> hours of work. And, and now, you know, he sees me come home late at night, leave early in the morning. And he was just surprised, you know, and he was happy because he knows the feeling. Um, he was pretty happy, I guess. Um, as a father, you know, you want to see your kids grow and mm-hmm. do better. Um, but I think working in the industry that he loves, it's even better, you know? So did they, did the rest of your family then move here? Your parents? I moved them up here. You did? Yes. Um, about five years, almost six years ago, mm. they, they put up for a long time. They didn't want to, there's, they were so used to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but I keep pushing, you guys got to move up here. And finally, you know, they're like, okay, let's try it. They can handle the, the cold. Oh yeah. It's cold here. Well, <laughs> what Arizona, I, especially. Yeah. Well, right now what I do, I just send them back to Arizona with my sister on the winter. Nice. And they come back when it's a little bit better. So talk about your family. You married, have kids? I'm married. I have two daughters. Mm. Yep. I just got a newborn two months ago. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey. And how old is the oldest? Uh, she's six years old. Okay. Yeah. They're fun. They're girls. It's just girls in the house. Just me as a man. <laughs> no it, support. That's like my house too. <laughs> I, I have two girls. But you know, it's it's good. And um, they support me, so it's it's crazy, isn't it? Having kids, it just changes so. Yes, much. and you know, my wife, um, I give her credit because you know, again, our industry is demanding on time, and and I work six days a week, sometimes seven days a week, and she's okay with it. We mm-hmm. learn to work each other, you know, and and um, that's probably the best thing because when you get in short time at home, they they need time, you know, and they start complaining. Uh, but the freedom about my work is, or my position is, uh, if I need a day off, I can just take it and then go take care of my family. Mm. But we've been like this since ever. So it's not new to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my wife is very supportive. Yeah, farming can be hard on yeah. family life, right? Mm-hmm. For the reasons that you're saying. Well, here's the difference between just farming and dairy farmers. Yeah. The farming stops at some point and the maintenance, you know, is not as much as the rest of the year. But dairy doesn't stop i mean it's it, it's still the same no matter what day it is you know um so it's it's not like i stop you know in november and then i take time off uh it doesn't work that way but you know i still take vacation with them we go out on the weekends we do stuff we make it work but again I, this is what i like this is what i do that's how yeah. they met me so so you say you're working six seven days a week is that year round then? No, no, you know, like I said, I'm a workaholic. I work Monday through Saturday. Saturday is most likely just a couple hours just to make sure everything's okay and then I yeah. go back home. Um, only on the harvest time, it's uh, when I'm, I'm here a little more often. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't have to, you know, because we have guys that take care of everything. But once in a while, you know, you need the extra hand. 
and I just jump in. So your main job, my main job is, is HR, human resources. Yeah. Well, what for people who aren't familiar with HR, like what kind of stuff do you do? And and I guess HR on a farm, what what does that look like? Well, that's not different than any company or corporation. You know, the HR we get all the fun. You know, we hire. We unfortunately we have to fire too. Mm -hmm. uh, all the documents, all the legal stuff, um, a little bit of accounting, payroll, um, all the personal problems with employees and and employers too. Because you know we are right in the middle line. We gotta look for the good on the company, but also on the employees. So we're the one in between, and we're the ones that enforce you know the rules in the company. So that's why we get all the fun. What's the hardest thing about doing HR? Um, letting people go. Mm. That's probably the hardest thing, you know, because we all come here to work. We all need the income. We all need to support the families. Um, but that's probably the most difficult thing for the reason, for, for any reason. You know, some people, they just, you know, they're not as good as the other employees as showing up or just missing to work and you have to let them go. But you know that person has a family, you know, that needs to take care of. And that's probably the hardest part. Uh, but, you know, you got to think different. Sometimes, you know, you didn't cause that. They did it themselves. But that's probably the hardest thing. What does it take to be really good at human resources? You got to be very partial on the decisions. Some not different than a judge. Mm. You know, you got to look at what's what's the rule, but how much can you play with it? Uh, how much... That's the thing that when you take a decision for a person, it has to be the same for everyone. Mm. So that's 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 the hardest thing there. It's um, you have to be really good at judging that stuff. Um, you can you can have friends in this type of work. You know what I'm saying? It's it, if a friend asks you for a favor, well, it doesn't work that way because you got another 50, 60 people right next to you that they may want a favor too. If you already mm. did it to one, you have to do everyone. So you have to be good at, uh, you know, looking at the situation and you got to be good at solving problems because sometimes you get those problems uh, right away. You got to get a solution in that instant. There's not something you can wait sometimes. So, and you have to be a good people person, good communication. You have to be good at communicating. Um, there's one thing as explaining something, but if the person doesn't get it, doesn't understand it, you're not really good at it. So we're culture wise here has a lot to do with culture. Mm. By my fortune, I got both of them. I got American culture and I got Hispanic culture. What's, wow. what's the, what's the trick to, to balancing that? I mean, I, I've, I would imagine part of it is just being able to understand people, what they're really thinking, what they mean when they say certain things, what they're really trying to accomplish. I know that can be misunderstood when people are yeah. communicating across cultures. That that's the thing. The something I notice on HR is I do a lot of interpreting and translation. Uh, not just because you speak the language, you can be an interpreter. And I seen that because I have people they have the interpreter right in front of them. They explain them. They still don't understand. Mm -hmm. So I have to come up with different words or different ways to explain so he can understand the same thing. So it's. Words aren't always the same as no, ideas. You no, know, and yeah. culture-wise too, you know, the, the understanding or believing or the way of thinking. Um, again, I can't explain it because I was, I was raised with both of them. Mm. So I can, I can understand both of them. What is important to understand then for someone like myself coming from American culture, communicating with someone from Hispanic culture? What, what's an important thing for them for, for me to even recognize as a difference in culture to be able to communicate clearly? Um, 
there is one thing that we've been trying here at the farm is uh, Hispanic people. Uh, they're not used to see um, like a, a person that speaks different language, mm-hmm. the same, maybe because they, they feel inferior mm. or most of the time, for example, here, uh, employees are not used to see their, the boss close enough or even talk to it. Um, I heard that a lot from the employees, mm. uh, you know, back in their country, they just see the boss driving a very nice pickup far away. And, and that's all they get here. They have that person right in front of them. They shake their hand. They're not used to that. And culture wise, that's, that's, that never happens. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they never allowed to see or talk to the owner. Uh, here you can approach to anyone. Um, you can shake their hand. What kind of misunderstandings does that difference lead to? I would imagine it might be surprising then for some people coming from that culture to say, "Hey, you know, what's what's the owner doing here? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, is there a problem?" Yeah, most likely they think there is something wrong, uh, especially with the new guys that come in. They don't know, but if the guys that have been working here for a couple of years, they they know how close this person is. You know, they they're always driving by, checking, talking to them. Um, their office, there's always open to anyone to come in and talk to them. Um, but again, you know, our culture, it's a little bit different on, on the Hispanic side, but they still afraid. They still afraid to come and talk to one of them, you know, or ask something. Mm-hmm. They feel comfortable with someone to speak the same language. That, that's something I noticed too. So how many people are you working with as far as HR? How big is the team here that, that you oversee? But... 150 people. 150. And and what kind of jobs are those people doing? Uh, all kinds of work on the farming industry. There's truck driving, tractors. Um, we got guys walking pens looking for cows. You know, uh, we got milkers. We got a shop, mechanics. You know, uh, we got supervisors. We got management. We got parts runners. You know, all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. here. Yeah. So. What's the key, I guess, to managing farm workers? Because, I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, American culture or Hispanic culture, farm workers are kind of a different breed in some ways, right? Well, I will say just respect. Yeah. Respect the people. Respect their culture. Respect their thinking. Um, We have a way to work, and it's the same for everyone. So we got to respect their thinking, too, you know. And I, I will say most likely it's respect. Mm. Not because they look different, they speak a different language, or they think different, you know, you treat them different. So that's probably the key. And and treat them good. I mean, I'm an employee as well. The way I want to be treated, that's the way I'm going to treat them too. And knowing their work, what they do, it makes it easier for us to take decisions. You know, we don't take decisions based on, oh, let's see if it works. We know how hard it is to work. So we try to make this better for them. So there is not a exact key, but our success is that we treat people right um, the best we can. And because that's the way they want us to treat us. You know, it's an exchange. If we treat them bad, they're going to treat us bad too. It sounds like your boss wants to be closely connected with the workers and and is involved and will he is, be hands on. But he only can be involved to a certain point. Again, uh, if he has a person that is in charge of human resources or uh, managing the people, mm-hmm. he has to respect their decisions too. Yeah. So he's being really good at that too. And you know, uh, so he has to respect your decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why nobody can just come into him and say, "Hey, I want to do this," and then he want to, you know, delegate something, knowing they have we have rules. Um, that, that's not going to happen. So he has to say, "Hey, Felipe." 
well, what's going on with this issue? Pretty much, that's what he does. Says, hey, yeah. there's a concern here. Can you check into this? And then we work on it, you know. And and it's been very few times, uh, but it's good to keep him involved, you know, because he's the owner. He he owns this place, and we run his place. Um, but we gotta respect him too. Can't push him out of the game. You know, his decisions matter because he's the one that leads everything. Uh, but he understands there's rules and he has to follow rules too. You know, that's what he created. Um, for example, just to having an HR department or not dairy farming industry, well, that's a big step. And the, that's one of the good things that they don't hesitate when it comes to safety. Because we know this is, we work with livestock and, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's hard. We understand that there's, um, we got to keep the guys safe and send them home safe as well. Do the people like working here you talk about these workers that you oversee and you work with their concerns you you know do their payroll all of these different things do they, do they like the work it's hard work and you say you know you're out on the farm too uh that's something i never understood in the past until i start working here because mm. you know they're long hours um what we've been doing is we we change the way of work we try to minimize those hours so they're not too tired um but there is something that they like I mean, for you to be working here is because you like it. I mean, we understand some people, they, they need they need some money and mm -hmm. they try and a couple months later, they're gone. Well, these guys, they've been here for years. You know, we, we uh, the turnover has been less every year and that's because they like what they do. You know, they enjoy this. It's just like, I don't know, you like him some kind of dessert. Well, you eat it because you like it, you know. <laughs> Uh, you can't be here just because you have to, you know. Um, but it's it's uh, we've been creating ways to make this easier for the employees, better equipment, um, better process. Because we understand that the better for the employees, the better work they're going to do, the better we can present to the owner, you know. And then we can keep this place up because our families need this place. You know, they eat from here. We all like our food and or milk, especially. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, what, what's it like to know that what you're doing ultimately is providing food for people? It's a big responsibility, but it's uh, there is a, a satisfaction to it. Every year on Christmas, we uh, we make a Christmas party for the employees and their family, and we gather probably a little bit over 300 people every year. And to see all the people that they all depend on this place, it's it's uh, it's, it's a big satisfaction. But at the same time, it's it's a big responsibility, you know, because we got to make sure we provide them tomorrow and a day after and every single day, you know. So it's it, it's big satisfaction. What about knowing that this farm is producing food for people in Seattle, people for people all over that that I think changes things, too. I, I, what's your I mean, yeah, you're in human resources, but it's for feeding the, the world for producing food. Again, it's it's uh it's the the knowing that you're doing something good, you're producing something good. It's not just for you and your family; it's for everybody else. So the best we do it here, the best quality gets out there too. And I again, a lot of people like their milk, so it has to be good milk. And but there is a lot of work behind it. But it's a it's a good satisfaction knowing hey this this product is going everywhere we we use it ourselves and you know if you don't consume what you produce well there's something wrong there you know but no it's it's good knowing that it spreads out what uh, what's your favorite dairy product you know i love quesadillas yeah so i love that cheese yeah 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 and obviously you know 
chocolate milk. Yeah. I like the sweetness. Who who can't say no to chocolate Absolutely. milk? Absolutely. So you said when you were growing up in Mexico, there were cows. In, was there any dairy stuff around the, the no, family farms? No, not know? that I know. Everything was obviously, you know, raw milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Mexico, they use a lot to go in the mornings and milk your cow and drink straight out of the, of the cow. You know, just grab your cup, fill it up, and good to go. Uh, but nothing at this level, you know, not like dairy farms. It was everything just local. So farming was so much different. Oh, yeah. You know, um, here I got the opportunity to plant corn, you know, and I can get 200 acres in a day. Back in Mexico, I was able to plant corn, and it was just with tools and sack on the side full of <laughs> corn seeds, and that's yeah. how we plant corn. And it was hard. So that that's a big difference. It was it was harder back then. What you're talking about, hard work, is reminding me a question I was going to ask you a couple minutes ago when we were talking about hard work. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and and I don't know if you noticed this, there's something going on with American culture and the view of people working hard. Mm-hmm. You know, because you actually you kind of grew up around farming. Mm-hmm. That wasn't your planned career path, but now here you are in the farming world, and you just like we talked about earlier, it's just kind of in your blood. You like to work hard. Mm-hmm. And and me too. That's what I grew up around. That's what I appreciate. And some days I miss it, as strange as that might seem to someone, because a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm so glad I don't have to do physical labor. There's something that just feels good to get out and do some physical mm-hmm. labor sometimes. What is it about American culture that is starting to say that's somehow demeaning or bad i it I, seems weird to me i think we judge too much and we judge too easy um you know our workforce is changing back in the day we had kids from high school wanting to work in a farm because they can make some money and buy stuff you don't see that anymore you know now the workforce from you know average was 25 30 years old it's moving up mm. now it's 45 50 uh you don't see young kids anymore maybe because of that they're just judging it too much or just too hard. I think we're trying to make everything so easy that you don't want to struggle anymore. And and the way you see it, that's the way you treat it. So I, I think that's the problem. We judge too quick and too much. And people just don't seem to want to work hard anymore. Nope, not anymore. And then, again, it's misinformation, you know. And also because people don't want to learn, you know. Do you like to judge of a commercial or something you saw really quick, or they kind of told you in a way that you like it, and that's how you judge without knowing what's behind it. You know, in the farming industry, that's the same thing. You know, you work too many hours. Oh, you're working too much. And then you judge based on that. Well, you work too much because that's your window, but that doesn't mean it's all year long. Or it's, it's uh, I don't know, that, that's, that's my, my feeling. That's my understanding of how we judge things. I wonder if some people make that judgment because they have the luxury of being able to do that. And maybe they have their job in an office somewhere and they make enough money and they haven't been in that position that some of us have been in where it's like, oh, I just need to make as much money as I can to support my family. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, again, if you don't know the subject, it's easy for you to point a finger or to judge judge something uh, when you never done it or you don't even have the background what's going on how did they how did they, this product get to my table you know talking about farmers you know mm-hmm. a lot of people like their salads 
do you know what work behind it's it's you know implicated in this yeah it's a lot of work it's really really hard work you know but somebody has to do it with technology we've been getting better but doesn't do it everything doesn't do it all you still need that labor you still need that person down there you know and if if we don't want to do it here well they got to come from somewhere else how do you deal with that in hr because i mean people have these jobs this is a farm where you're you're working and you're doing hr so they have to do hard jobs does that become an issue if people say i don't want to work that hard and well it's like well this is a farm this is kind of what we do no, here no because again key is information mm-hmm. you know since they want this is what we do this is what we require uh, do you think you're capable of i mean do you want to try it if, if it doesn't work out for you or for us it's fine but it's already ahead you know he knows what he's going through it's not going to be like Oh, you know, just come in and we'll try it. We'll find out how it goes. No, we do the training. We explain what's going on, how many hours you're going to work. This is what may happen. So he, you know on front what you're getting into it. So people that start working here, they're already expecting, you know, either long hours, which we try not to because milkers, they're only working eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we're working 12 hours a day or 15 hours a day. If you're in harvest... You're going to have your schedule of normal hours, but on the harvest time, it may go up a little bit. But even like that, we try not to push it more than 12 hours a day. Again, a person that gets tired, you know, you can lead to an accident or mistakes. So we just prevent that. But you know that ahead, you know, people doesn't come in blind and just start working. And again, we have an HR department, <laughs> you know, you, you know, the HR manager here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I familiar with him. Um, does that make it hard to find people? Do people say, uh, you know, there's, uh, maybe I don't want to do all that work. Um, yes and no. Um, again, we can judge by the cover. I had young kids who never done this type of work before. And even like that, we given that opportunity and they turned out to like it. They turned out to, you know, work here for a couple of years and they're still here. Um, there is some people who has experience on farming and they just last a week, maybe because the rules, again, we have rules and you got to follow them. And it's the same, same thing for everybody else. Some people that like to follow rules, some people that just like to work more in a different way. Hmm. So that's a different thing, you know, but it's not hard. You know, it takes a little bit of time, but again, once we hire someone, it's, you know, there is not end period of time. You know, you work here as long as you want, you know, as long as we keep all rules the same, you know, is if we've been getting people with more seniority in the last couple of years, you know, the turnover has been less and less. Mm. And it's because the way we treat the people, you know, we treat them good. They treat us good back. You talk about harvest and that's the extra busy season. Yes. What kind of things go on for, I guess, for people who aren't familiar, that's harvesting Corn, grass, we harvest other corn, hay. Um, well, the only difference is you work a little bit longer. Uh, we again, we have equipment that it makes everything easier, uh, but we still need the drivers. We need somebody to operate the equipment. And when you cut hay, you only have so much time to pick it up. Otherwise, it goes bad. If it goes bad, it's not good for your cows. So that's why you gotta time ahead. How much you're gonna do? So planning has a lot to do. <clears throat> but it's uh just driving a truck but you have to do that all day back and forth and it takes you 10 12 hours a day so that that's the harvest season just go 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 just yep 
keep them doing the same thing all day long <laughs> back and forth the rest of the time you i mean you've talked about you know you have your office work mm -hmm. your hr work and then what do you do once you kind of you say you can often get that wrapped up in the morning and maybe have the afternoon to work outside what what kind of jobs do you pick up so i like to help the guys around you know sometimes we gotta either drive a semi you know or sometimes we gotta hold cows back and forth i'll jump in the truck and i'll drive him up and down um also we need parts you know for this place to keep running because you know like every other place sometimes equipment fails or pipes break or you know we need stuff so that's where i can help i can go get stuff for them and i'm mechanic inclined that i can mm -hmm. take some decisions like that so we're just back and forth bringing up stuff picking up parts i do help a lot of our employees um just with simple stuff as translating a letter reading a letter for them so this is where i like my employers they're okay with employees coming in and work hours and have a question a personal question mm. so i do donate a little bit of my time you know when i can to to them for personal issues so that's where also a chunk of my time goes into um sometimes just doctor's appointments you know they don't even know how to schedule one mm. i'll just grab the phone and schedule for them so that gets me busy sometimes um, I never say no, because if I can do it during the day, I can do it after work. Um, but that's pretty much what, what gets my day around. And that's funny because time flies when you're busy. You know, I come in at 6, 7 in the morning, and when I realize it's already 5 o'clock, and by the time I get home, it's like almost 6. But flies when you're having fun. What kind of background do a lot of these workers come from? It varies. You're saying they, that, you know, in some cases, like you were just mentioning, they might need help even scheduling an appointment. Most of them is agriculture, mm. uh, construction. I've seen a lot of um, people that work in restaurants, mm. um, warehouse people, but mainly uh, farming and construction. That's so, most of the background. So they're people who are used to hard work. Pretty right? much, yeah. And something that this is something they like, you know, because here in this country, you can. Do whatever you want you know you can go learn how to work in construction you can learn to work in a warehouse um, but they just choose to work in a farm which is good i mean it's a thing is a uh, stability you know that income it gets to your hand every two weeks you know it's secure mm -hmm. that's i think that's one of the one of the main reasons too you know this place no matter what you get paid on the same day and that's some income you can count with again hours you get your hours no no matter what that's another another reason you know people that work construction restaurants they only get so much work and if it's slow there's no more work here no matter what day it is what season you still work the same you still get paid the same you know and the more you learn the better you you do and the better wages you get yeah, and when you have to make a rent check every month yeah pretty yeah, much i know how that goes that one doesn't stop yeah yeah no you said in this country people can do whatever they want how is that different than where these workers are, are coming from? You're saying that they may come from a different background than that. It's different. Um, rules are different. Uh, how they respect the rules is different too. Mm. Uh, knowing my country, it's it's the same way. You know, you work hard, but you don't make as much. Uh, he, they're probably stuck on something they don't want to learn. They don't want to grow up here for some reason. They realize, oh, I can do better. You know, and everything is possible. You can even make your own company if you want. So in Mexico, there's not the freedom to do that? Uh, yes, but it's harder. It, mm. it, it's harder to get a loan. It's harder to, to get people invest on you. And 
it's just different if you don't have somebody to help you it's kind of hard here as long as you work hard you know you get a good record good good uh um credit score you can do whatever you want you can buy whatever you want you can work whatever you want yeah so, i think a lot of people just think about wages yes. and well you make more here or there but this it, there's so much more than just wages oh absolutely for a person yes and and it's hard to understand sometimes but sometimes it's not if you're making more it's it's a is it stable is it all year long or it's more for a season or a period of time but then there's nothing so that that's the other side of the the coin and what you said about getting loans too mm -hmm. i think we we kind of take that for granted absolutely here in america yeah it's it's not how much do you have it's it's what does it show what's your credit score <laughs> it's high oh yeah whatever you want it's low well, it doesn't matter how much money you had in your pocket it's just the way it works that can also be deadly too as oh, yes. any of us have found out especially in the on the in, the, yeah. in the crash of of <laughs> 2008 and 9 when a lot of us had a wake-up call of oh you know yeah we can get mm -hmm. a lot of money but uh you gotta pay back <laughs> yeah so that i guess that can cut both ways talk about all the different jobs you do and and how many different things you get to do and you like the variety what's your favorite job on the farm uh driving or operating heavy equipment that's the best and that goes from a semi to a loader to an excavator or a dump truck i guess i don't know i kind of like that i wouldn't do that for a living but i like it what about tractors do you like to do field oh yeah work? yeah i do yeah. i do again you know tractor you know planting stuff like that you know it's it's kind of exciting just the knowing that you can operate such a big piece of equipment and how much you can do with them you know that's probably the the good feeling that's my favorite growing up anytime i got to drive the tractor i was i was happy yeah no and i guess you know not to prove points but sometimes with new guys come in and they see me driving a big semi or something because they see me in the office all mm -hmm. the time and they think that's all i do and just drive <laughs> the pickup back and forth but once they see me driving a piece of equipment or working with them kind of earns a little bit of respect with them um not what i'm looking for but it's good for them to know and say hey i know what you're doing because i can do it as well you know i understand the things you're going through so that that makes a big difference and i like that yeah i think that shows a lot for like you said respect and then mm -hmm. to show that it's i'm i don't think i'm better than you because i work in an office job i like to be an example for them because i keep telling them hey when i start working here i was picking up garbage because that's the only thing i had to do at that time it was cold not much to do and there was a lot of cleaning and now i'm an hr in the hr office so there is no limit here you know if you want it it's there it's it's how much you want to do you know um all the management in this company they start from the bottom we all start doing something here we didn't just come into that position you know so that proves that there is always improvement there's always opportunities you know we're always looking for leaders supervisors it's just not everybody's up to that responsibility but hey opportunities are there we're proof of it what do you think people in seattle or in the big city anywhere need to know or should know about where their food comes from places like this where their dairy product where their milk and cheese comes from they just need to know the truth the good and the bad mm. you know a place like this is long hours and that's just the way it is well again define long hours yeah i used to think nine hours a day was long um long hours it means that you work eight nine hours a day but it's hard work that's what we mean with long hours not that somebody's working here 19 hours a day 
that doesn't happen. I mean, it's physically, it is possible, yeah. but it's not good. I mean, because we do things ourselves, so we understand. Um, they just need to know what's a good thing and the bad thing. You know, obviously a place like this doesn't smell as pretty as other places. So that's that's the thing. Some people are tolerant to that. Some people don't. Like I said, the, my first job was a candle company. It was a fragrance place. Same thing. Smells good, but it was too strong. <laughs> you know. So they just need to know the real workers, what the the real work is. You know, not just commercials for thirty seconds and they think they know everything. We just gotta share a little more information. Uh, we just gotta share. You know how we treat our animals, how we treat the people, how we treat everything, and so they can learn a little more. But it's more like people wanting to learn. Some people they just don't want to. Some people they just like to have their glass of milk in front of them, and that's it. Some people they really care where that come from, how much mm -hmm. work is it. Maybe they think it's too expensive. Well, if you see what's behind it, eh, or maybe they think it's too cheap. You know, it that every every person has a different perception or mentality but i think information is key you know showing them the good and the bad what's the good you know the good product that we produce what's the bad well it's hard work since you're in human resources what do you think people outside of the farming world should know about labor issues when they hear about farming labor issues in the news or you know th things going on with farm workers what what would you say about how that's being talked about I think it's just third parties trying to create um, misinformation mm. for a personal gain. That's the way I see it. And that's that's what I noticed too. Because again, I'm human resources. I work very close with that. And I've been seeing the real truth about that. The employees are the ones not getting all the benefit, which it's wrong. If we do something is for the benefit of the employees, no of a third person to get money in their pockets. Mm. That's the way I see it. That's the way I seeing it. You know, that's why when we do something here in our company, it's it's to the best of the employees because it goes straight to the employees, not to someone else. So it's, it's all about money and political. So you think people who are saying farm workers are mistreated are saying that because they can profit from it? Um, some of them. And also, uh, there was an issue years ago. And I think at this point, with every rule and regulation that comes, uh, we are not different than any other company. We got to follow rules and we got to get better for ourselves and our employees. So I can talk for my company. I can put my hands on fire for my company. I can really talk for everybody else. Mm -hmm. But as far as I know is that if we have a regulation or a rule, we got to follow it. So I don't know. I think some people try to work the system too, you know, and I see it on firsthand. Um, but the labor issues, is just miscommunication between employers and employees. You know, they're not, as, they're not as lucky as we are having an HR involved. Um, one of the things that I think is it's when employers work directly with employees, that miscommunication, it's a big issue. Like I told you earlier, making sure they understand the rules, make sure they understand their rights. That's a big thing, too. Mm -hmm. You know, I have people come here from LNI and talk to them. Hey, this is LNI. This is what it is. This is what it works for. They need to know. They, they need to be free to talk to the owners or the, the supervisors or, or their managers because um, I think it's very important. Information is key. You talked about misinformation and you talked about third parties getting involved and it's political. What kind of misinformation do you see or hear out there from these people? Um, they see just a handful of people saying, I got mistreated, 
but that people don't don't talk for the rest of them you know you cannot judge one thing for four or five people when you have thousands of employees you know they can go and ask them you can go talk to them you can go see what's a real deal you know that's that's the problem now you know this how you spread your information you know you can take a picture and put a description to it and that's what you're gonna think you can put the same picture now put something wrong something bad that's the way you're gonna see it so that's the way i think they've been treating this uh, labor issue there's a really strong farm worker community here especially in eastern washington right it is uh it is pretty strong uh, everybody knows everybody um that's why we are so comfortable here because you know what we just do the best and it spreads out and because of that we have a lot of people wanting to work here because they know it's a good place to work um you know it's a small town so everybody talks to everybody what would happen to that community if these dairies or other farms went away i don't know i can't even imagine you know because i do this for a living i will be thinking of doing something different i i don't think i can i don't think i want to yeah is there do people worry about that is there a, a fear of you know what what happens in the future if they're pushed pushed away from here you know we we, we do the best we can here because i want to keep feeding my family uh i want to make sure that my employees are able to feed their families so we just try to get everything as best as we can you know and the best the best for them is knowing that they have work tomorrow do you feel i, I know this is a, a family that runs this farm mm -hmm. does that extend to the workforce does that extend to are you do you feel a part of that oh absolutely community oh yeah and again it's it, culture wise you know um they try to separate themselves to work mm -hmm. but me actually i live for a while in this farm like actually live here and and when they they say when the owners tell you you're part of the family you're part of the family like you are in their family events you are you know again you kind of because you you gotta get used to it you gotta get to know the people and you know it's real it's not just saying that because they want to look good you become part of the family and they see their work is the same way but obviously they're not gonna you know see it like that culture wise like i say they see the boss pretty far away um, but living it on first hand they treat you good they treat you like family and that's something i think that's special about farming too Abs that, that that's that's one of the main things um if if a farmer can help you he will help you he won't say no and he's not looking for anything on exchange and that's one of the reasons i like this place you know they can help you they will help you Hell. Felipe, thank you so much for oh, no. sharing your story and and all the stuff about how this works and and what you do. It it's pretty incredible uh, how this all works together, and I think it works a lot better than maybe some people have been led to believe. Oh, absolutely! I'm happy to be here to share a little bit of my experience, and hopefully, it's good to someone. This is the Real Food, Real People podcast. These are the stories of the people who grow your food. What an amazing story of cultural diversity and working his way up from just a general laborer to the HR manager of the entire company. Felipe Garcia was so awesome to talk with. And we just appreciate you joining us for these conversations on Real Food, Real People. We'd love for you to visit realfoodrealpeople.org 
for more episodes, more info from behind the scenes, and to subscribe to our blog. Again, realfoodrealpeople.org. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and this is documenting my journey to get to know and hear the real stories of the people behind the food that we produce and eat here in Washington State. So please check out our website. Also, Dylan at realfoodrealpeople.org is my email address, D-I-L-L-O-N is how I spell my name, Dylan at realfoodrealpeople.org. Shoot me an email with any feedback that you have on the show, things that you'd like to hear talked about, people with incredible stories. I'd love to have nominations for guests on the program. I'd love to hear from you as we continue this journey. The Real Food, Real People podcast is sponsored in part by Save Family Farming, giving a voice to Washington's farm families. Find them online at savefamilyfarming.org.